0: hey mike hey what time is it it's time for the b-side let's drop the needle on that all right
1: yeah Go crazy, now let go crazy, now go crazy, now let
2: go crazy, now go crazy, now let go crazy. It ain't a topic, and I, I guess I kind of got the one today on my heart. Uh, this week's been God's been hitting me with.
0: Oh, just a second, just a oh, second. sorry. By the way, this is the Broken Record Ministries podcast. Oh, yeah. You're sorry. listening to the B side. I'm Carl with the C. That's Bob <laughs> over there. That's Alpha Mike. Uh, that's, that's right. The full sorry cast. About that. Go right ahead. Sorry.
2: <laughs> nope. Nope. That's why I don't uh, I don't do the do the stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's
0: Another why reason, that's why
3: you guys are the narrators. <laughs> yeah.
0: Everybody's just listening to that voice anyway. That's all they cared about. <laughs> that's that. right. Boy. They were all
3: they were all getting Boy. soothed in. <laughs> like, oh <laughs> They were sitting in their couch and listening for us and just kind of <laughs> right. sinking in like,
2: oh, yes. Sinking yeah. into that warm, safe spot, hopefully. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I got it put on my heart by God that, uh, especially as a man, and obviously this isn't in any way, shape, or form ever meant to be just a men's podcast. But I know that currently in our culture, um, we got a lot of men battling Demons battling themselves, battling their self-worth. And so it's been put on my heart. And this is something that I was telling the guys before we started that literally I have not ever experienced this. Um, I think it has to do with the way that I was raised and some of the things that I went through that I wouldn't let it happen. But um, a lot of men are treated as I'm going to say a provider, but in a way that's unhealthy, I think Mm -hmm. in a way that's um, in what I would consider for me, just on, on my experience, bad relationships. um, It's a kind of a tit for tat. It's a given, not a give and take, but it's a, if you do this, then I will do this. And a lot of that is based off of what you provide or what you give. And, Um, I'll just say, I, I, I think that's wrong. Um, I don't think a man should be kept from seeing his kids. If the woman doesn't feel like she gets enough money from him Mm -hmm. or the, um, various things, you you know, um, and, and I came from a broken home. So I know things that have happened too in in my life and, and times that, um, I think my brother and I were kept from my dad because of that and stuff. And again, you know, not, not right, not, not anything like that. But I think a lot of men get conditioned and put into a a way of, well, I have to do all of this or I don't get these things. I don't get these perks or, and, and they get made to feel that way, but it, it can spiral so quickly and so bad that I think, it's very negative unhealthy and i think that's why you come into a period like we have now to where you watch videos and things like that to where somebody asks a simple question of okay if you're down you feel like you're on your last last step of being done with everything who do you call you know and i've seen them on TikTok, and i've seen them on youtube and i've seen them on facebook and you can sit through a three to ten minute video with any any amount of men on there, and the common theme is not a single person. And you'll hear various various things of, well, nobody cares. I'm a man, so nobody cares. Um, you know, I just have to provide, and and I think it's toxic. And I think it's toxic because we don't, we don't put our, first off, I'm going to say it, we don't put our, um, our values in the right things. I agree. Yep. Um, And I believe a lot of it is a conditioning thing too, as well. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, whether it's uh, being in relationships to where we're made to feel that way and we allow it,
0: you know, Um, we allow it because we feel like we're expected to. Oh, yeah. But, absolutely. And
3: also I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda flip this around. I guess I'm gonna flip it back there to another go. side, to the C side, I guess. B point two. Yeah, B point two. That's it. <laughs> that's a weird way to put it. <laughs> yeah, the, the B side of the B side. Yeah, there you but, go. But <laughs> you know, also, um I used to know this guy. He was he was so driven that uh that's all he could think about was just providing, and you know, know who this guy is. He got uh, he got so wrapped up in his in his drive, and and his providing for for his family and for people around him, and for himself. Um, you know he uh, he got so driven that that he missed out on a lot of things. He missed out on his children growing up. I'll put it that way. Yeah, And, you know, he just, uh, he was so driven that he would get up at 5.30 every morning. He would be out of the house by 6.30, quarter to 7. And that was running late if right. he was quarter 7. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he had to be there, had to be there. I mean, he was, it was sewn in his DNA that tight. He had to be there with that door open so he could make that almighty dollar to provide for his family to make that money to to for whatever reason, you yeah. know. But, you know, he, he lost out on he lost out on a lot of his children's life because he was so driven that way. <laughs> All I got to say is he had a very, very strong willed and a very good woman because she she stuck with him through that mess. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and he still, I missed out on, I missed out on things with her. We've never, you know, no, no vacations, you know, um, always, always had an excuse not to go anywhere, always had an excuse to be at, be at work, always had, he always had that excuse to, to have to make that money.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: We had, we, you know, they had a bill to pay here. They had this to pay for, they had that to do, or Mm -hmm. He had that he needed to buy, or you know mm-hmm. right, so you know i sometimes we bring that stuff on ourselves, and, you know i'm i'm not you know and i'm not condoning I'm not condoning people getting treated like that because it's not right, mm-hmm. by no means, and I'm not condoning guys you know to just be so driven that that's where they think they got to provide because that's not where it's at,
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know, it took this guy. Took his guy a long time to figure this out. But, you know, once he figured that out, man, he don't miss out on anything, especially with his grandkids. Mm-hmm. He 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 goes to everything that they di- that they got going. No matter where it's at, no matter what time it is, I'll put stuff aside to go see that grandboy boy of mine play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, matter of fact, I might as well just say it. It was me. <laughs> I was that guy, you know. And – because I I can't refer to myself as a, as a third party because (laughs) I'm the one that was so driven. I'm the one that thought I had to provide for my family. And I thought I had to get that, you know, I thought I had to have that almighty dollar to make life go right. Well, I'm going to tell you what money is not everything Mm -hmm. because you've only got a certain time on this, on this planet, on this earth. And I'm telling you, If you think you've got to just provide, you're wrong because God tells us that he will provide for us. And I looked up some verses while we were sitting here, Mm -hmm. you know, like Philippians 419. Mm -hmm. It says, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. I'm going to tell you what, Mm -hmm. that verse right there tells me that he's going to take care of me no matter what I'm doing. I don't have to be the richest man in the world. And monetary monetary riches sometimes makes it worse. You know, uh, you're a rich man if you've absolutely given your life to Christ. Mm-hmm. If you've absolutely accepted Jesus as your Savior, that's where your riches come in. Because then you can start storing up the riches, the crowns, the rewards, all the treasures in heaven where the maws and the rust and the thieves they won't destroy him, they won't rust away, and they can't steal them. You know um, you know we're, we're so tight in God's hands once we give our life to Him that nothing, nothing can open our hand and strip us away. you know and, and it took me a long time to figure that out, but once I gave my life to Christ, I'm going to tell you what, I don't work near as much as I used to, and if I get out of the house by 7:10 sometimes that's pushing it because mm-hmm. most of the time it's 7 15 7 i leave the house now
2: well, oh, speak, go, go ahead. oh i was just going to share something just real quick because in bob you showed you shared a story about to coming in this evening to do mm-hmm. the podcast and i'm going to share, share it and tell on you a little bit so bob owns his own business here and um he gets off of work he goes home because he lives about depending on which way you go 15 to 20 minutes away yeah takes a shower to come back and do the podcast and uh him and his wife kind of crossed cross sections you know and uh Bob took the time to stop and give his wife a kiss and then come do his stuff and I guarantee you before that wouldn't have been a thought no
3: it wouldn't have I'd have just waved at her and went on by
2: yeah when you were chasing
3: when that almighty dollar yeah. it was a different scenario because yeah. my focus was way different
0: yeah and, mm-hmm. it, too. and go ahead oh, i was just going to say you know you you define wealth different now yeah you know yes. when 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 you're following jesus and you're guided by his spirit you, you define wealth different i just read in proverbs either 14 or 15 today that what do you say that it's better peace with with little than great wealth with strife mm-hmm. and Peace is peace is defined by following after Him. That's what Solomon's getting at there. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're following after the Most High and letting Him define your life, you're going to have peace. But you can have all the wealth in the world. If you're not following the Most High, it's going to be you're going to have nothing but turmoil. Yeah, and it's going to be wasted. Totally I've seen
3: wasted. I've seen some pretty miserable people that's got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know the thing is 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 when you've got when you've got a lot of money, you're worried about who's going to take it. You're worried about how you're gonna keep the government out of your pocket. You're worried about, you know, you're worried about somebody, somebody coming in and and just ripping you off. You know what I'm saying? Just you're just worried about that money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that stuff is not that when you're sitting worrying about that money, that is putting that before God. Yeah. And I used to be that guy. That was the guy I was. I put the money, the monetary stuff before my savior, Mm -hmm. before my king before my creator right you know that was when i was worshiping the creation instead of the creator now i worship the creator and the creation can take care of itself right because i don't need it because i've got him yeah
0: well i have a couple thoughts too i think a lot of the issue is that we let we let ourselves be defined by a box the world makes for us Mm -hmm. you know i mean rather than letting ourselves be defined by god's whole word and i mean Whole word Genesis to Revelation, the whole thing. A lot of these issues could be completely eradicated if we would just let Him define our worth, Mm -hmm. define our value instead of allowing the world to. Because I've been on both sides of it, you know. You know my story. I I I worked real hard full time to put Steph, my wife Steph, through school. She's very adamant. She's worked daycare before. She sees what goes on in those places and her experience, so she didn't want our kids in daycare, and our kids are all spaced out. So when we moved here moberly where we're at now and and she pursued her career we flipped right so i stayed at home with the kids and because they're spaced out the way they are the way it's worked out is every time i think i can go back to work full time we have another kid <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and she's pursuing her career i'm not it's embarrassing for me but to you're tell working full time mm-hmm. yes but no, yeah. because of the world's box it's embarrassing for me to tell to tell people that sometimes that was my phone. I'll take mm-hmm. credit for that one. It's embarrassing to tell you owe people us all that. The coffee. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's embarrassing to tell people that sometimes because mm-hmm. the world expects you to be the one doing everything. You know, the, the woman's supposed to be barefoot at home making you a sandwich when you tell her to, and the guy's supposed to work full time. That's because mm-hmm.
3: you're a man. You're supposed to be the manly man, right? Exactly.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. You know, we have yeah. this skewed definition of of what it means to be a godly provider. Great. Completely skewed. Like, for example, like I was listening to the story the other day, or the account of David and Jonathan. And specifically, when David leaves, and 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 uh, they set up this 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 sign, right? Um, Jonathan didn't believe that Saul, his father, wanted to kill David, and David insisted that he did, and he had to flee. Jonathan wanted proof, and when he when he when he figured it out, he would give a sign to David that yeah, you're right, you need to go, right? Well, he found out that Saul Saul did want to kill mm-hmm. kill David. So he send he shoots this arrow. He has a servant. Or no, he shoots an arrow and he has a servant go get it. But the way he has the servant do it is the sign to David that he, that he flees. And I never really understood this. Just as a side note, like a little mini Bible study. I never really understood this because they set up this whole system of signs. There's my phone again. Let me silence that real quick before I get in trouble here. Another coffee. Yep. <laughs> you ain't getting nothing. You ain't getting nothing from me. I would
3: like to have a cappuccino, please.
0: <laughs> So they set up this system of signs, but then as soon as David gets the sign, they come out of hiding and they embrace each other. And I'm like, why'd they do that? That doesn't make any sense. Why even set up the system of signs? And I never put it together until I heard it preached the other day that it, that, that it's because they got over overcome by their emotions. So, like, the secrecy went out the window and when they realized that David, David was going to have to leave their best friends and they probably weren't going to see each other ever again. They got overcome and they had to, they had to hug each other and say goodbye. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I never looked at it like that, but it's so much more beautiful that account when you, when you understand that it was probably love got the better of them, right? Yeah. But here was the key though. Like they pointed out that a lot of people in the world, because it says that David and Jonathan embraced, they hugged each other and they were crying. They try to apply homosexual overtones to it. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? No. Do you know why though? Because we have this narrow definition given to us from the world of what a man is, and a man doesn't Mm -hmm. cry, and men don't hug, and, you know, men have this, like, ultra-masculine veneer about them all the time, and if you ever have any kind of compassion or love about yourself, or you love another guy in in, in, in a brotherly way, oh, you must be effeminate. And that's what I'm talking about. We let, we let ourselves be put into a worldly box instead of God's box, and it, it limits us, and it leads to that that feeling, like you talked about, Mike, that's so toxic, where when, when, when a guy lets himself get put in that box, he feels completely isolated, mm-hmm. completely alone. Like he has nobody he can turn to, nobody he can depend on. He can't share his feelings because then he gets looked down upon for that. Mm-hmm. He can't express his hurt because he's not supposed to hurt because he's a man. Right. right. You know what I mean? You're not allowed to have
3: feelings. You know, how, how did we, how did we get so far out of whack that as men, we can't love each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. And God, God tells us that we need to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says, love your brother. Yep. Be there, Love Be there for each other. Be there for each other. Keep each other accountable. I mean... It's emotionally at, destructive it when, is. You, when you're not. Look oh, at yeah. the disciples. I mean, them guys they they loved each other unconditionally yeah i mean for real oh yeah they went through some i'm I'm sure they they probably went through some trying times that that's not even recorded you know what i'm saying right
2: absolutely and that's what i was thinking like (coughs) when he sent them out two by two Mm -hmm. you didn't get to hear all of those stories no you just got to hear about when they came back so can you imagine the stuff that they saw some stuff oh yeah they went through some stuff you know so can you imagine that that i mean that would just be amazing. Well, they had to have
3: went through some stuff because he told them not to take money. He yeah. told them not to take mm-hmm. food. Yeah. I don't even think they was able able to even take a cloak with them, was they? I think it was just one. Just one. Yeah. One cloak and a walking stick. And walking okay. stick. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. Yep. So, you know, there there is a good, you know, you got to, you got to rely on each other. You got to yep. trust the man that you're with. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to yep. know that he loves you and you love him because if not, you're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right yeah absolutely you know i i I used to be that guy I mean, you know, I'm like I don't hug people, I don't hug other guys' cause that's mm-hmm. that's just not that's just not who I am
2: mm-hmm.
3: I don't care now. I'll walk yeah. up and hug anybody. it don't
2: matter to me I don't care yep. you know we get new guys that come to the um Bible study on, on Saturdays. So I'll date that. And uh, <laughs> I, I give him one time of just meeting me. I said, since you're the first time here, you just get a handshake. Next time you get a hug, Yeah, you know, cause I'm like, that's,
0: I'll ease you into it. Yeah. I'll let
2: you, I'll <laughs> give you that one time. You make the decision if you want to go back, you know, our, our mic is a hug. Yep. Yes, absolutely. So then everybody, you know, everybody gets it and, and everything. And, and the thing that amazes me is some people that you think would never do it. Are some of the first to get up to come and get it, mm-hmm. all the way down to a sixteen-year-old teenager that's there. You know what I mean? It is so impactful, and it is so needed. You know, because some people just don't. So
3: what's that? I mean that that kind of tells me that them guys probably didn't get hugged a lot when they was kids. Yeah. When they
2: was kids, you know. I think it's like so that they craving it. When
3: yeah, and they was, you know, and they got the taste of what it felt like and they're like, man, I like that. Yeah. You know, and and it's nothing, it's nothing bad. You know, I'm not meaning anything bad by that. No. Yeah. So don't take me as, as being bad. It's just, you know, it makes people feel wanted When other people love on them and hug on them and
0: and and show yeah and show affection it's it's how we were created it is it's how we were created and we've let the we've let the destroyer deceive us into believing that we're we're fulfilling our creation by denying what we were created for because he knows that it destroys us emotionally over time he knows that satan knows that which is exactly why he, he 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 presses that that attitude and that worldview into our head and he gets us he gets us to a point where we become the source of our own destruction yeah. yeah. Well, he, he puffs that pride up in us
3: is what he does. Mm-hmm. And, and, and not wanting to love on another man or hug another guy or, you know, whatever. Tell another guy you love him. Yeah. That's all a pride issue. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That that is all pride. And that's what Satan wants. He wants to puff that pride up in us. So we will not utter them words. I love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And mean it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because and that was something that I've learned, too, is that that's something that it seems like. Yeah, you know, especially men don't get a lot of, especially from, you know, from other men, mm-hmm. I think ladies are very good. Most of the times, so, you know, the better about it. Yeah. But, but it's also something it's to where it's, it's been ingrained in them. If somebody treats you like that, they must want something from you mm-hmm. Yeah, to where I've had to tell numerous, numerous people, I have no benefit whatsoever of telling you that I love you. None. I I can't get anything from you. My life, it, it doesn't change because i love you i love you because i love you because god's called me to love you and that's what he's done in my life is you know I, I don't get me wrong i apologize i i have that added bonus of having somebody that i can trust hopefully mm-hmm. and everything you know but um but also i don't i don't gain anything from from saying that you know there's nothing in me that's gonna gain anything but from, you don't expect anything being absolutely, out of it. absolutely absolutely yeah. yeah. you do it because that's what
3: you do yeah. i mean that that's who you are right it's, it's give and give that's it, exactly. what a relationship should be is give yes. and give
0: we've talked about yes. that before but yeah
3: and that and that's not only a, a husband and wife relationship not, that is oh, yeah, that yeah. is a, a a friendship relationship oh, yeah. absolutely you know? i mean absolutely. i would expect you guys to come to me and expect me to help you when i know all i gotta do is be like hey mike yeah. can i get some help
0: mike's yep. like sure Absolutely. Well, But when it's one person giving and the other person taking all the time, it just leads to that person feeling used. Yes. Mm-hmm. Used and abused. And then bitterness creeps in, mm-hmm. which yep. turns into sin in and of itself. Yes. And it, well, it's most it's a death spiral for both most, parties. Most yeah. of the
3: time if, if that happens, they'll they'll just bottle that up and they'll just keep it inside
0: and it becomes a cancer in them. I do it. It just eats them up. I do it. hundred yeah. percent. I still do that. No. Yeah. I'll just I'll just let myself get get used and not really complain to anybody about it. Not, and it's not about complaining, it's about airing it out. Sometimes right. they don't even realize they're doing it. Yeah. You know well, I mean? And then your mind turns it into something that's probably not. Right.
2: And, and I'll even use the word vent. Yeah. Sometimes you, you need just to, need to vent. About you gotta vent. It. Sometimes you just have to have somebody with an open ear to just be like, you you could say it, or it, it's to me, it is such, such a, a, a better thing when you know you have somebody that you don't even have to explain it to, that you can just sit there and vent and they're like, "Yeah, you don't even have to say the words. I'm just venting. Yeah, just I just know. need you to hear me out, or anything like that. You know, and and that is such a powerful, powerful thing to be able to a have and b be for somebody. Yes,
0: you know, so especially I mean, with somebody that you trust, it can be like, okay, I've I've listened, I've heard you out." Let me share my perspective on the situation because it, it prevents us from again turning it into our mind mindedness something that it's not. It, it gets yeah. it out, it relieves that pressure, and then you can and it also you can, you can receive godly counsel from the yes, person you trust. It gives you right. the accountability part of it. Exactly also. right. Yep. Yeah. But we've allowed ourselves to be convinced that even just venting is a sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not right because again, we 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 let the world come in and define right and wrong for us instead of letting God.
3: And also, yeah. you know, I've seen uh, you know, which I'm talking about me trusting the ones you're venting to that they're not going to go out and talk behind your back right you know what i'm saying right yeah and i i personally am so glad that i i have got you guys because i I know Mm -hmm. that i can tell you guys anything because i have i've told you guys stuff and y'all will not say a word yeah you don't go behind my back you don't talk about me you don't say anything you know because i'm broke i mean even though i'm even though i'm god's child i'm still broke yeah you know we're all broken And we got, and we got to vent each other. We got to be able to trust each other to help each other through our problems.
2: Yeah. And again, and I think that goes into with, we have to be able to, we have to, the people that we surround ourselves with have to have that same heart Mm -hmm. of not, uh, because we, we can't be judgmental. Right. You know what I mean? You guys should be able to come to anything from me to know I'm not going to judge you on it. May we have a hard conversation? Absolutely you know, because again, we've been a conversation, lives. Yeah, it needs to be. And yeah. And that's what, that's what living life together is all about is having this to where it is. If, if Mike gets stupid and starts being something completely opposite of himself, like I'm going and I'm not paying attention to my wife, then just sitting here with me today, I get two guys to be like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. What's going on? You need to work through this or, you know, whatever. Well, we would definitely because we know how you are with your wife. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Mike,
0: what are you, you know, doing?
2: Yeah, what's up? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, and and then the same thing. You know, it, right, exactly. You got an issue going on and whatever. You know, knowing Bob, it's the what's going on. Yeah. Oh, I'm good. No, no, no yeah, no really, because you've had to do that yeah. before. You know, and with Carl, hey. You need anything? You need to say something. Mm-hmm. You need to say something. No, 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 no. Not just. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> need, <laughs> I mean, again, we have to do that with each other because you know what? It's okay. It is okay. It's okay to do that, and we've said it on the podcast before. It's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay there. There you go. And you're right. not there alone, you know. And I, and this must be why God told me to talk about this stuff because it's just one of those things that that I'll, I'll say it right here. If anybody here listening needs somebody to talk to hit us up on any of our formats, I'll call you. I'll talk to you whenever you need to, I'll give you my number. And if you need need somebody to talk to, you can call me, we can pray. We can, I can listen, I can vent or, you know, whatever. And I've told all these guys here that that do this and, um, the round table that, Hey, if we need to go in a back corner and you need to hit something, I'll take a shot, You, you know, whatever you need, I'll be there because That's what this is about. Being a child of God is that you're never alone. You're never alone because God is always with you, and your brothers and sisters should always be there too. And again, for no reason, hundred percent, no reason other than the physical manifestation that God is always
0: with you. Well, and that's why, and this is something that's been pressed on all of us so hard. This is why genuine community is so important. And yes. I'm not talking about just an event you go to once a week. Real community, yeah, because you don't get that from just going to going to a building once a week, listening to a service, and shaking hands with some people and out the door you go. Right, you get this from actual relationship. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like what we have that's relationship that's walking together that's what community is and you need that
3: you've got to have that you know even the thing is when we're not together we're still we're still talking to each other on the thread which has been quiet for the last couple days hang a lot to (laughs) coffee mike's (laughs) chagrin yeah Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh you know we stay in touch with each other whether it's a, a side chat or if it's on the thread or you know oh yeah and that's, it's
2: been so wonderful too, because again, you have some people that aren't as, aren't as comfortable with maybe like outright prayer, right? But then boom, they're pop, hitting up on certain days and they're just giving a prayer out and you're like, wow, like, yeah, some, yeah. some of you goes, some of you may go, man, coming from so-and-so that's that's wow. that's wow. That's all. Yeah. Really wow. But then it's like, man, to, for them to, to, to for God to, to have moved in their life that much mm-hmm. in the short amount of time that you've known, you know, is, is amazing because mm-hmm. you get to see that and you get to, you're like, I, I you know, it, it has nothing to do with me, but God let me sit right shotgun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Seeing that is he's, so he's
3: amazing. allowing us. He's allowing us to see the growth
2: mm-hmm. is,
3: is what he's allowing us to see. Yeah. And that is so amazing yep. to watch people grow. I just, I love to sit back and just watch people grow in their faith. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it just, oh, I got, I got goosebumps on me right now yeah. because it just, it just warms yeah. my heart. Oh yeah. To, to see stuff like that.
2: Yeah. And that he allows us to and, be, Yeah. to, to be a, a, a part of Yeah,
0: a part of it. Yeah, part yeah. of it, it visual, you know, looking and for a hard word, evidently. That allows us is the right way to put it, too. Because that's something I was going to talk about this on, on another episode, but I think about well, now. His glory, right? When we, you know, we think of, of glory the wrong way sometimes, I think. Because for us, from a human perspective, we have to achieve it, mm-hmm. right? So, like, using sports as an analogy, you know, when you get to a point where you're winning a championship and you have that glory, it's because you put a lot a lot of work into that growth. We as humans have to grow. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you talked yeah. about, Bob. We have to grow to that point. He doesn't. Oh yeah. No. His glory is just intrinsic in itself. He didn't have to earn it. He didn't have to work at it. He didn't have to train for it. Yeah. Right. He he's glorious because he exists. Period. Yep. That's it. But what's so amazing about that, he's glorious and almighty, which means he doesn't need anybody to praise him for his glory. And he doesn't need anybody to work toward advancing his glory. And yet he he takes he takes his children like us and creates circumstances for them to labor in to take part in sharing his glory mm-hmm. when he doesn't need it yeah. I think about that for a second, how awesome that is that he creates scenarios for you just so that you can you can advance his glory so that he can reward you on the other side of it. Yeah. So he can reward you for doing something he didn't need you to do. Right. <laughs> right. How yeah. amazing is that? He absolutely oh, yeah. does not need us. No, no yeah. he doesn't. No, not at all. And it's just because he wants to reward us because he's just so awesome. Yeah, I know that's yeah. a that's a side trail, but no, it's just no, so no, amazing. It's not think a about side. Trail. No, that's, just, that's just
3: showing the father's love right yeah. there. Oh yeah. That is nothing but love.
2: Yeah. Well, and like, you know, Bob was talking about originally about, you know, him being the guy that was going out and he was searching for that and searching for the almighty dollar and everything. And I'm sure Bob's experienced it. And I'm sure you have too, Carl, but since truly following God, I've been, I've been blessed more than ever in my life. Yeah. You know, and I know in part it's the now spiritual maturity of knowing what I'm looking for. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I'd again, be. we talked about, is it luck or is it blessings? But also the, oh, is this me or is this, is somebody doing this to me? And all of these things that coincide to where you, when you're, when you're not following them, you're just like, oh, well, yeah, uh, you know. but, yeah, but you know, as opposed to when you're following them, you're like. I'm, I'm going along this path because even though I know I can never earn my way, I want to try and make him proud,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, it's not what he's looking for. He doesn't need, you know, he doesn't need to be proud of me He already gave his son for me. Right. You know, there's nothing more that I, I can do, but I still want to, right. You know, it, it, you know what I mean? Um, and again, just from that humble heart of the, I, I know it's not asked of me, but I just, I want to, I want to do this, but in doing that and then becoming this different person and doing, you know, in, in my walk, he's blessed me. And he has, I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm in no way, shape or form promoting that if you follow God, he's going to, you know, build your bank account and all this stuff, you know, because that's not the case. No. But, um, I will say that since I've been following Christ and my walk has been more than checking the box boxes, I have been more financially blessed. It's just a fact because I'm living my life differently. Hmm. I'm not living my life for myself. I'm not even living my life for my wife, which that was a big sin of mine. My wife was absolutely an idol. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and to where, when it came to a, a, a point in, in my walk to where I had to say, okay, this isn't right. It was a hard pill to swallow, not just for me, but for my wife. And my wife's not a selfish person like that. She's not, she never asked for that. That's just what I gave. Um, you know, because again, where I was, this is who I was. You know, everybody yeah. else was more important than I was. Everybody else's feelings, everybody else's everything. And then when I found my wife, it was, this is the epitome of anything and everything of my life. I can't get any grander than this. So this is, this is what I'm going to do. Um, so when that changed, and then also to coincide with when basically I became the spiritual leader of our family, we had to have a conversation and I said, I'm not trying to take anything from you, but this is where God's led me. So I don't, and I told her from the get go, I don't even know how to broach the subject because, and I, and I can be honest enough too to say my wife, as far as biblical knowledge is still beyond me.
3: Oh my gosh. Your wife it, is you know?
2: very, very yeah. knowledgeable on the Bible. Yeah. yeah absolutely. You know, she blows my mind sometimes. And, and and God bless her. I mean, and he has not, and I'm not saying with me, please don't take that. (laughs) But, um, she has such a passion for the Bible that like she can't, when she starts talking about it, she can't even sit still.
3: No, She gets real real
2: excited and And then her voice gets
3: real loud. And then
2: you (laughs) really tell that she's getting excited too. Yeah. And I just love that. I mean, it's just one more thing. I love about her, but, um, but in talking and having that conversation, she's like, Well, give give me a minute. And we sat in, you know, in silence and whatever. And she said, Okay. And I was like, What? She said, I, I've seen you change. I've seen God change your life. And I have to submit to that. And if again, anybody knows my wife, that's not a word that comes very easily out of her mouth. Um, and uh and she did. And it's been so amazing so crazy amazing um that the things that he continues to do in our life you know and when we were talking about it today and how long we've been together and stuff and you know it's it's one of those that like in the last five years has been the biggest growth i think in our marriage in all aspects because of my walk with christ and it becoming truly a walk with christ in a relationship as opposed to checking the boxes and doing the stuff yeah, because within the last five years you've surrendered your life to him yeah exactly
3: and that's exactly what happens when you surrender your life to him. Yeah. Things change. Oh yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys um I am happier now than I was when I was driven and looking for the almighty dollar. Um you know don't don't get me wrong the walk is hard. Oh yeah the ups and downs are there the struggles are there Knowing he's there with me, there's that just that inner peace that I know he's going to get me through that storm. And, you know, and and I'm going to tell you, Satan's been, he's been pressing pretty hard the last, probably the last six, seven months now, Mm -hmm. because I've actually went through some stuff that uh, was not good, you know, and, and I was actually, you know, I'm not going to lie, I was hurting the one that I really, truly loved. And it wasn't good. I was and I was taking it out on her. What was happening was uh, the old man was coming back. I'm talking, and he was coming back with a vengeance. And I'm not talking. I'm not talking. This this guy was not a very nice guy. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you guys. Like I told my wife, because um, we had a we had a real long serious talk, and I told her that the very first day I met her. The very first day I met her, I told myself that that old guy had to go, and I snuffed him out. I made him go away, just because I wanted her. And you know, and that was before I was saved. Yeah, you know, I, I knew I knew that guy, but that guy, that guy come out of a come out of a rough kind of a rough childhood. I mean, for real. I mean, y and it wasn't it wasn't my parents either. It it was just the way I grew up Um, I mean don't get me wrong my parents was good to me they they give me what I needed my dad my dad was a manly man he provided for our family but I was bullied from the time I was in kindergarten till I was in till till the middle of sixth and seventh grade between sixth and seventh is when I grew when I hit my growth spurt and that's when that ugly guy come out I'm, and I'm talking, he was ugly, mm-hmm. ugly, bad, ugly. He, right. He'd done some stuff that uh, shouldn't even be talking about. But, you know, but when I met my wife for the first time, I'm like, that guy's got to go. And he snuffed, I snuffed him out. But, man, I tell you what, Satan knew he was in there. And he pushed the right buttons and he was, he was, Directing it in the right way to where that old guy was starting to come back up out of retirement, sort of to say, mm-hmm. you know, and, I, you know, I, I, I prayed to God. I'm like, God, you got to take care of that guy. He's got to go and God took care of him. He's gone. I mean, he's out. He's gone for good now. So, but, you know, just don't get me wrong. The walk is hard. Yeah. It's not an easy walk to follow Christ. But that inner peace that you get from doing it, that's where all the riches lie right there. So, you know, what I'm saying is if you're if you're that driven guy like I was, man, give it to God. Give your life to him because he's where it's at. This world is not where it's at, like mm-hmm. I used to
0: think. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, let's take a short break and we'll come back on the other side Switch gears a little bit and have a short devotional study While we do that, we're going to play a song Called Back to the Root By a friend of mine named Jordan Thomas Again, we'll be back on the other side For our devotional study, thanks for listening
1: Shema Yisrael don't know
0: That was Back to the Root by Jordan Thomas. Let me ask you guys something. Do you have anything specific you can think of that really frustrates you still? Even if we're going to play a dangerous game here, even Mm. if maybe it shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. You look like you have something to say, but you don't want to trying to think how to word it properly
2: <laughs> sometimes the marine in me wants to come out and that's not good
1: <laughs> well,
2: almost never guess. i'll uh i'll say this when
3: i get so busy that i can't i don't have time to breathe i get frustrated mm-hmm. because the old guy like i was talking about a while ago the old guy wouldn't have cared you know he, yeah. he would have been like oh i'm so busy i'm good that's good that's good but now I like them breathers, I like that little bit of i like that little me time, my quiet time now, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so yes i that that frustrates me and i and I know I shouldn't get frustrated, but I do you know but that that's that's my big frustration, yeah, okay, Mike now you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: You have Bob's permission to speak.
3: No, I, I, just, I just thought maybe I'd give you time to think about how you wanted to word it.
0: Um, I, I think that uh,
2: people's lack of empathy. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, you have a righteous frustration.
0: I, I mean, it, it's just, Bob and I feel bad.
2: No, you no, know, it's, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things. And again, and that's my view. So it may not be, even be the correct view, right? Um, you know, and I realize and, and can say that, but you know, to it's just one of those, you're like, Oh, really? Like, I mean, just reading a, a an article uh, about a girl locally that, Works at a um, grocery store and mm-hmm. somebody just berating her. Oh, for yeah. For no good reason. You know, it, it is bad enough to then find out you, you know the girl. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this is, you know, you're like, no. Nah. Makes it almost intolerable. Yeah. You're like, that's not the one. Like, you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Because
3: like, you know, you know how the girl is and you know how she acts and you know oh, how yeah. she treats people. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. that yeah. really, yes, that that frustrates me also. Yeah.
0: So, you know what frustrates me? much less righteous. When bicyclists ride on the roadway, like they're on a motorcycle or something. Oh, gotcha. My goodness. That irritates me. You talk about the old man wanting to come out. Mm. That'll do it. I was on the way to a, I'm going to make a connection here. might not be that great. I was on the way to a board meeting. Make it quick. No. <laughs> I was on the way to a board meeting the other day and this guy, these two guys were like bicycling right down the road, like nine miles an hour. And i'm like oh my goodness there's there's no way to pass like there's oncoming traffic there's traffic building up behind me and i'm like trying to pray my way through it like don't don't let me react because man i'm starting to i'm starting to hate I'm starting to feel the hate build up and i shouldn't this isn't good you're like this is why i like cold weather <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> i calmed myself down i didn't react didn't make eye contact didn't even look over finally finally passed around and you know what really irritated me even more though like, I get, I get past them, and I'm kind of watching in the rear view. That was my first mistake, looking back. Mm-hmm. The devil wants you looking mm-hmm. back. Yes. I should have been looking forward, but I was looking back. And it got to a point in the road where there was a designated bike lane. Mm-hmm. A designated bike lane, and this guy is still riding out in the middle of the roadway, oh, yeah. blocking traffic. And I'm yeah. like, how we, inconsiderate and self-centered oh, can yeah. you be? <laughs> I was so irritated. Yeah. You have... You have lines, bright light, bright, <laughs> bright white lines painted on the roadway for you. Li- yeah. They even put little pictures of bikes yeah, every yeah, once in yeah, a while. this is for bicyclists. You know exactly.
3: don't understand what that means. Yeah, I yeah. guess not. So, in other words, what you're telling us is you passed him in the bike lane. <laughs> I did not do that.
0: I did not do that. I promise you, I didn't do that.
2: We had some going down the road going to the college. You know, that's all tore up and half gravel. Oh man, yeah, that's all awful. This. And literally that are going on the wrong side of the road the bad side and they're still in like oncoming to, oh, to us and it's like uh-huh. really there's two perfectly good sidewalks on either side of this road Yeah, you know exactly you're like hmm
0: Mm. <laughs> so now, I can share. now yeah. i'm sharing your first I, I feel you're making me feel a lot better i'm glad, right? I'm,
3: glad I'm setting clear over here because you guys are sure getting frustrated Yeah, i can, like, tell,
0: you know, can feel the frustration building oh man oh man because i can i can picture it i can see it in the rear view mirror i can see mm. him riding down, mm. and i'm i am like i'm getting i'm i'm i'm, I'm saying out loud how dude seriously mm. are oh, you yeah. serious right now i can see the traffic behind you and then the spirit hit me yeah. yeah. This is exactly what we do. Mm-hmm. He creates boundaries for us. He makes clear, clearly designated boundaries for us. And what do we do? Because we don't feel like there's gonna be a cop to ticket us because we have Jesus now. Mm. We ride clear out in the roadway. Yep. Yeah. And he's like, How do you how do you think that makes me feel? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, probably not very good. Probably yep. not very
2: good. I know. You, sometimes I think about it and when I've been like Somebody cut me off on the road or whatever and, and they go. Oh, mm, Lord, I know they're your your child too. I'm sorry. <laughs> but they're dumb. You know, and I'm thinking, yeah, how many times is he sitting up there watching me? Like, I know you're mine, Mike, but uh, you're being dumb. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna make a biblical connection with this. All right. So we don't bloat this too terribly much and get to that. But last week we started reading Joshua chapter three. We didn't really get anywhere in a study. We talked about, well, we started talking about qubits and hens and ephahs and stuff. I don't know if we got too terribly, too terribly far into the actual text. I don't think we're going to go all the way through chapter three. I think we're going to take some key points and then make, a, make some connections. But I want to look at the last verse that we read last week and make, an, make a connection with that. And it was verse four, and it's talking about the people getting ready to cross over the Jordan. And the priests carry the ark out in the water first. Mm -hmm. And it creates this separation. He says, however, there shall be between you, meaning the main group of people, and it, meaning the ark, a distance of about 2,000 cubits or 3,000 feet by measure. This is the important part. The one I wanted to focus on. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you shall go, for you have not passed this way before. I love this verse because I think it's very clear that it's not talking about a physical way, but a spiritual one because you wouldn't need this separation to follow the priest in the ark. Mm-hmm. You really wouldn't. You wouldn't need this very specific separation if it was just a physical way that he's showing. Right looking ahead and we're not going to read it now but i believe the reason for the separation is because when the priests step out into the water carrying the ark and by the way the ark is a symbol of his presence it's like a a picture of his throne but it also contains the tablets contained with the ten commandments in it one of the things you would keep inside of the ark was were were the ten commandments so not only is a picture of his presence it's also a picture of his expectations for us those covenant vows the Mm -hmm. boundary markers right? Stay within these boundaries. These are the rules. The people for 40 years have been disobeying these rules, right? They've been riding outside those, those boundary lines, Mm right in the roadway, irritating people like me, (laughs) irritating people like me to no end, irritating God to no end. Mm. And this is the next generation that's come. So that previous generation has passed away. And this new generation's coming. And remember, this new generation didn't see the miracle of the Red Sea. They just heard about it. Right? They heard the stories. They didn't see it. And I believe that's the purpose of this separation is that they have a clear view of what's about to happen at the Jordan River. Because what's going to happen is the priests are going to step out with the ark into the river, and then God's going to stop the flow so that it's gonna be like a massive wave building up on one side where the river's flowing and they're gonna cross over on dry ground just like at the Red Sea. Right. And I believe God wants them to see clearly, this, this is the way. He wants, he wants them to have a full view of this miracle that happens around his ark and his covenant expectations to show them, I'm your God, I'm your most high, there is no other, these are my expectations for you, this is the way you need to follow, this is the way. You kind of see that buried a little bit in the wording here too. the word way there Mm -hmm. in Hebrew is Derek, it's like the name Derek, and it can mean a physical roadway, but it can also be used symbolically as a uh, behavior, like a behavioral trait, right? So we have that, that spiritual aspect Mm -hmm. to it. Again, this is the way, the way that you should live your life. And this was the connection that I wanted to make. You find this word also used in, where is it? Psalm 95 verse 10. I'm going to read that real quick. You guys in your digital Bibles, so much quicker than me. Mm
3: -hmm. Of course, it'd be easier if I bookmarked it too, though, I guess. I'm just listening. I'm not looking.
0: Oh, Okay. Okay. So Psalm 95, verse 10 says, and he's talking about this same group of Israelites. He says, for 40 years, I loathed that generation, the generation that died in the wilderness. My goodness, strong language. That's the equivalent of him saying, I hated that generation. Yeah, Because they wouldn't follow me. They wouldn't worship me. I hated them, which really contradicts a lot of preaching that we hear about, about the eternal father. If you make yourself a willful rebel against him and refuse to return to him, it says in the text that he loathes you for that. He loathed that entire generation and caused them all to die without entering the promised land and let the kids come instead. So continuing, I loathed that generation and said they are a people who err in their heart and they do not know my ways. Derek, it's the same word used there. They do not know my ways. Therefore, I swore in my anger, truly they shall not enter my rest he has a very specific boundary line for us, Mm -hmm. right? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And he guides us along the eternal father's way for us. It's like that, it's like a bicycle lane on the Jordan River, Mm. right? Yep. He has very specific lines for you to fall into. And man, there are consequences when you choose to stray outside of those lines, even when you claim to follow him. And we've gotta take him a lot more serious because there were serious consequences for these people in israel and our god hasn't changed mm-hmm. like, he's an unchanging god he still has expectations and he can still be severe if we choose to rebel willfully without any form of repentance
1: yeah,
2: yeah.
0: no we have to remember that the you know the bible hasn't changed
2: <laughs>
3: yeah
2: you know so it's all right there to tell you and show you what these guidelines are yeah right
3: yeah the bible the bible will not change
2: right yeah,
3: five thousand years from now, the Bible's gonna say exact same thing. And it's gonna mean the exact same thing. Yep. Yeah, because like you said, God does not change. He's the same today as he was yesterday, and he's gonna be the same today
0: as he's gonna be in five thousand years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't gonna read this, but I'm going to. I was I was gonna skip this for the sake of time, but I think I'm going to real quick before I open it up for final thoughts. But because I think the the rov- the retort to this often would be, "Yeah, but obeying him is impossible. Obeying those expectations is just not possible. That's why we don't have to pay attention to it anymore." And that's not—that's just not true. Being justified by your own work—that's impossible. You will never—you will never obey your way to justification. That's what Jesus does for you. But striving to do your best to obey is not an impossible thing to do. And for proof of that, I'm going to look at Luke chapter one. And I'm going to read a verse, I think it's a really important verse that we kind of gloss over sometimes, and it's about Zacharias and Elizabeth, the parents of John, John the Baptist. And it says something really important about them. It says in verse 6 of Luke chapter 1, they were both righteous in the sight of God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and requirements of the Lord. There's a few words there. It's really cool that walking there kind of connects us to our Hebrew there, because that in, in, in uh, Greek is which is the equivalent in greek of derek Mm -hmm. so it's the same thing it can refer to a physical roadway but we have a year here referenced poetically as their behavior Mm -hmm. so it's sort of the same thing we have that dual meaning that they were walking but it's not talking about physical walking it's talking about the way they live their life and righteous there's dikaios meaning approved or just in the sight of god commandments and right requirements there is the law there's no other way to look at this. That's exactly what Luke's talking about here. They're, they're obeying the law. And blamelessly here is a memtos, and it actually means faultless or without defect. Mm. It's extremely strong language. Wow. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that Zacharias and Elizabeth were perfect in every conceivable way. Nobody but Jesus is. But this is implying, it's not just implying, it's strongly telling us in the text that they were as, as faultless as you could be in the sight of God and he chose to overlook any flaws they may have had and consider them just in his sight because of it, all because they chose to obey his standards of righteousness and mm-hmm. his law. So the, the idea that the law is like, it's impossible to walk in it in a way that's, that's that God is willing to consider blameless, this refutes that. One verse completely destroys that doctrine because this is telling us that God did consider them just and he did consider them faultless in the way they, they handled his law. So it's not an impossible standard. Again, it's impossible to be justified by your own work. We need, we need Jesus. He was always the plan. Mm-hmm. He was always the plan for salvation. But like you've talked about, like you and I have talked about before, Bob, there's a difference between justification and sanctification. Yes. And this is describing Zacharias and Elizabeth walking out sanctification. Mm-hmm. And we have an incomplete gospel if we take sanctification completely out of the narrative. Yeah, it, that won't work. No, it won't. So don't be like that guy right outside the bike lane holding up traffic. <laughs> Man, it's silly, it's silly. It's silly. It's happy. Now let's pull the needle off the record. Final thoughts.
2: I'm going to go back to, um, don't forget that you're, you're not alone and you're not alone. Because God and Christ are always with you, and I pray that you can find a community that'll always be around you as well. Um, yeah, I really do. I, I can't tell you the difference in my life because it was something I was always searching for, and I didn't even realize it. I thought um, I always searched out because I f- I felt like I didn't have the right relationships and stuff in my mind, and it you know for a, for a while I thought it was. Uh, brotherhood, you know, so I, I reached for that in uh, various ways that took my family out of the equation. And uh, and then I realized that that's not what God was wanting for me. He was wanting me to include my family in it. Um, so I think that that's important because you get into each other's lives to where your family becomes their family and vice versa. So don't ever discount that and don't ever discount the blessing that you may be to somebody's life yeah right
3: um i'm gonna i guess i'll end with this um you know this is this is for the guys that uh, think that they uh need to be driven think that they need to just provide only and, and nothing else and not spend time with their family or not uh spend time you know in the word or uh, you know, in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, God's pretty clear. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. So, you know, he's telling us right there that uh, if you're thinking that you need to be driven and you think you need to, to be the one to provide, you're wrong because your thoughts are wrong. Now, if You allow me to be in your head and your thoughts, our thoughts become, his thoughts become our thoughts and we allowed him to provide, but we allow him because like we went back to and said a while, you know, like we said a while ago, God doesn't need us. Mm -hmm. He can provide for whoever, however, whatever he wants to, but he allows us to provide for our families he blesses us that way only, only if our thoughts, if his thoughts are our thoughts. Yeah. Our mindset is for him. Our, our heart is for him. Then that's how a man can provide for his family. But it ain't only monetary ways. Mm-hmm. It's in ways that he can provide and show them the godly way, show them who God is what God stands for, how God does take care of us through him, allowing him to, to provide for us through us, through the man. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, he said, your thoughts are not my thoughts or our ways are his ways declares the Lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So if we think our thoughts and our ways is better than God, we're kicking him off. We're kicking him off the pedestal he deserves to be on. Yep. We're trying to bring him down to our level. We can't do that. God is way above us. We are way down here. God is the creator. He is the one that needs be praised he is the one that needs to be honored not us anything and everything we do should be for him not for us so my thing is is you know i'm like i'm gonna just kind of re-say what you said mike also find that community first of all find your savior Hmm. Then find that community. Yeah, yeah. Find a community that's built around him. Yes, yep. yes. And because that's where it's at. You know, community is where it's
0: at. Yeah, that's all I got. Uh, you want me to edit that? And you know, I can, I can delete. Mike saying that so that you said it first. And would you please? <laughs> Man, share, that would yeah, be great. That. <laughs> no, Dang,
3: that would not yeah, be great. Yeah.
0: I like it that he went first. Yeah, that, kinda, that just kind of tied it all in. Yeah, that's, that's me being the guy outside the lines, I think. <laughs> the guy
3: outside the line. Oh, we got one of them bicyclers. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna, read, I'm gonna read the note that I, that I put in my Bible here on Luke chapter one, verse six, about Zechariah and Elizabeth. And I said, Zechariah and Elizabeth expressed their love of the father by walking in his law to the best of their ability, and the Father considered them faultless and just in his sight In response. What we have described there, we talked last week a little bit about devotion. That's what this looks like. It's it's mutual devotion. They sh- they express their devotion to the Father, and he expressed his devotion in return. Give and give, like we talked about. A give and give relationship, it, it, it applies to him too. Mm-hmm. He wants a give and give relationship with us also. That's, that's what walking with him should look like, right? I, I gotta so.
3: share this. Go ahead. My buddy just sent me a post. It's Oh my gosh, so crazy says if you can't look back at your younger self and realize that you were an idiot, you are probably still an idiot. <laughs> oh, my I, w- uh, <laughs> I was
0: the guy outside of the fight <laughs> lane when I look back. <laughs> I get it now.
3: I cannot believe that my buddy just sent me that and I'm like, are you kidding me?
0: Uh, <laughs>
3: that just so goes with what we was talking
0: about. I wish wow. God hadn't hit me with that here live. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> that hurts real bad. Oh my goodness. I love it. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go
2: my bike tonight like Carl right now for saying that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'll close with this. I've been thinking a lot about the past couple of weeks or week and a half or so, what it means to hear his voice and be changed by it. It's kind of going to be a theme for me and these, these, these weekly short devotionals that we have for a while, probably. I have actually I have some things about it I'm pretty excited to share. I'm not going to today, though. Tease. <laughs> we'll save that for a few weeks. But what does that mean, right? To, to, to hear his voice. And, you know, his voice is better than yours, even, like, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I guess today I'll share a story, um, a short one. Faith was playing a game today before I came, Xbox game, and she was obsessed with these Peppa Pig. That's what she was playing. And she was obsessed with these three achievements that are left, right? And she kept going into the 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 little menu screen to, like, highlight these achievements. She'd highlight an achievement and then hand the controller to me. And she's like, I want to go to that one. Like, kiddo, you don't you don't understand how achievements work. I can't, this isn't going to take you to it. Like it's just, it's giving you a reward for, for what you do in the game, but you have to figure it out on your own, right? You have to play the game right. to get the reward. She, oh man, she, she, that, that's a side trail. She wasn't getting it. It was frustrating. <laughs> me, I'm not going to lie. But I'm like, you got to exit out of that screen and go back to the game and I'll, I'll try to help you find it. Actually, I don't think I said, cause I was irritated. I'm like, I'm, I'm probably not going to play the game right now, but <laughs> you got to go back and play the game. And I told her, you got to hit the red button. So she hits the red button. I said, now you got to hit it again. And she ignored me. You got to hit it again. So what she do, she hits the green button and it takes her all the way to the main menu. I'm like, this, this is what we do when we don't hear his voice. Mm. It's what we do, right? He's giving us very clear directions, very clear directions, both written and what he speaks into our heart through his spirit. He gives us clear directions, hit the red button. Hit the red button, and I'm like, uh, "I like that green button." Yeah, <laughs> I think I like, hit the green button. But thinking, the greens, so green, pretty. A, yeah, <laughs> you know, the yeah, green button. button. Green means go. <laughs> I'm going to hit the green. That's button. right. I don't like to stop, <laughs> but when we do that, when we do the opposite of what he's telling us, it brings us back to the start. Mm. It's like for her, brought her back to the main menu where she started. And that's what it does to us when we don't we when we don't receive his voice to obey it. He'll bring us back to the start again. And bring us back to the start again and again and again and again until we get it through our heads to hear his voice, what he has for us, and to just obey the simple instructions he's given.
3: And it's amazing how many times he'll take us back to the start Amen. just so we
0: will get it right. Because he is so merciful and good. Yes. He's so worthy. He's so incredible. He's so amazing. If you don't know him, you don't know him through his son, through Jesus, man, change that. Oh, absolutely. Change Change that. That's all I got. Any secondary (laughs) final thoughts? We good? We're good. Good. Right. Well, let's pull the needle off the record. That, that's that's going to do it for us. Anything we want to say as far as like, I know, I know. If anybody listening has any like feedback. Mm, so eventually yes. I'd like to add a segment every once in a while, maybe not weekly, but occasionally that if anybody has questions, mm, we can yes. compile some questions and maybe have a Q&A session. Yeah. And it can be anything. It can be like Bible questions or questions about us, anything like that. That's, yeah. It's fine. I'm not promised I'm going to answer everything you ask. Yeah, we, might, you're plead, asking.
2: we might, might plead the fifth. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. Possibly. Be like, ah, oh, I think I'll plead the fifth on that one. Right. That's right. But I think it'd be fun. So if you have any questions you'd like to ask, you can either do that in the comment section on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, Broken Record Ministries, or you can email us, brokenrecordministries at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter. The at handle is BRM44. Um, anywhere you want to contact us is fine. Just send us a question and and be kind of fun, so yeah, yeah. That's all I got. Also, uh, the music that we feature, we actually have a playlist if you're on Spotify called Broken Record Radio. Be sure and check that out if you are on Spotify and give them some support because it's super cool if those guys let us use their music. Mm-hmm. Um, all yeah. they all they ask is for some credit. They don't ask for any kind of monetary donation. They are they are 100% ministry focused. So the, the least we mm-hmm. can do is encourage all of you listening to show them some support, show them some encouragement, give them a like on Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your music and uh like I say just just help them help them sometimes encouragement is the most important thing Mm -hmm. yeah sometimes it's not even about money it's just about knowing that what you're doing has some sort of impact right and I also want to add that like Mike said a while
3: ago man if you guys are in a rough spot and you need somebody to talk to just reach out to us yeah yeah and if you need our phone numbers I would definitely give you mine so we can talk we can pray you can cry on my shoulder, you can whatever you need to do, I'm there for you. I just want you to I just want
0: you to have what I have yeah Absolutely. Alright, that's where we we'll it. That is the end of the record, and we will catch you. No, no, this is the flip side. This is the flip side. We'll catch
1: you on the, next
0: We'll time,
1: just yeah. catch you on the A side. There you, there you go. go. he's <laughs> coming back for righteous war to establish you you my lord, I Beautiful blessing, I got a fire in me, ain't no retiring I'm a keep looking skyward while I shoot, it's the way that you hardwired me And either way, I know I'm hitting my target, a train shooter I know I'm just supposed to aim at the darkness, rare breed ASAP, hey, Nikki Gracious, we warriors You could never stand against us if the Lord be for us, I'm ready You can tell that I'm already